Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, September 11th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris, Riley Wolfbauer, and Johnny Martinez. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending September 8th, 2023. In automotive news, auto sales slowed in August but remained healthy, marking a potential tailwind for the automotive industry as OEMs work to rebuild supply. The seasonally adjusted annualized rate clocked in at 15.2 million units, marking an increase from 13.2 million units in August 2022, but a decline from 15.7 million units in July, according to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. The slowdown could allow OEMs to rebuild inventories and get more affordable models onto dealership lots, but a looming United Auto Workers strike, however, could slow production. Wholesale used vehicle prices rose sequentially for the first time since March, excuse me, halting the slide in value since their increase through the first three months of the year. The Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index came in at 212.2 in August, inching up 0.2% month over month on a seasonally adjusted basis, but declining 7.7% year over year. Used vehicle retail sales, meanwhile, are initially estimated to be up 5% sequentially and 0.8% year over year in August, as the average retail listing price for a used unit ticked down 0.4%, according to V Auto data. Used vehicle values may have increased this month due to dealers bolstering inventory in the face of a potential UAW strike, which would bring further inventory challenges to an other, otherwise recovering supply environment. Off-lease only, a used car dealer majority owned by Severus Capital Management filed for bankruptcy and said it plans down to wind down its business because of unprecedented changes to the automotive retail landscape. Florida-based company and its affiliates filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Thursday, listing assets and liabilities between $100 million and $500 million. Off-lease only follows U.S. auto sales and America's car market both of which shuttered operations earlier this year. In auto finance, Westlake Financial is working with Pagaya Technologies to offer AI-based underwriting. Westlake will also leverage Pagaya's relationship with asset managers to secure additional funding for loan production. AutoNation Finance, formerly CIG Financial, ceased accepting applications from some independent dealerships as the financier prioritizes US AutoNation USA locations. AutoNation Finance sent notifications to affected independent dealers August 31st, detailing a shift in focus to AutoNation's franchise stores and used car AutoNation USA stores. Captive stopped accepting applications from the dealerships on September 1st, but will honor already issued approvals prior to their expiration dates, according to the notification. Carvana came to market with its third subprime ABS deal of the year. Amanda has the details. Yes, so Carvana, you know, has pretty much had a cadence of about one prime and one non-prime issuance per quarter. So it seems to be that they're sticking with that. So this is their third subprime auto ABS deal of the year. And what kind of stood out to me in this one is it did show a higher share non-prime loans um, that they're originating than some of their past 
last years and compared to some prior deals. And that's just, you know, a function of, you know, they're doing a little bit better. They have some, some you know, pretty good standing in the market now. And obviously, they feel pretty good about those non-prime borrowers. Um, they are still, you know, focused, I think, on the, the higher tier of that. But we are starting to see them shift toward, you know, lower quality credit originations after really pulling back on that lower credit tier and focusing on higher quality originations during the past couple of years. So it was just interesting that kind of shows what they kind of feel about the market and where they stand right now following their, you know, debt restructure that they did and some of the other things they're doing to kind of shore up their liquidity and operations. So we should start seeing, you know, some of those um, kind of metrics show up in their next couple of deals. Uh, the thought is they'll continue issuing in the capital markets. They'll probably continue that cadence, another prime, another subprime deal um, for the rest of the year. And then we'll, you know, kind of look into those and see how they compare. But pretty, pretty in line with their previous non-prime deals. Um, nothing really stood out as anything super different. Terms are pretty similar. Um, you know, cost of funds pretty similar. So nothing really different there. But definitely they're keeping to their cadence. And just shows the ABS market is is pretty strong overall. Uh, Carvana was one of many issuers that came to market in the last couple of weeks and months. Um, just as the market's doing pretty well. So we're kind of seeing that big uptick happening as well um, as their earnings kind of doing a little bit better. So yeah, we'll keep a close eye on Carvana, just, you know, everything going on with them with their debt restructure and investor sentiment is obviously a little bit stronger. We know in the past Carvana has had a couple of deals not be able to come to market. So the fact that they're doing pretty well and keeping to their cadence says a little bit about how investors feel about some of the steps that they have taken. So we'll keep a close eye on them and see how that, you know, pans out the rest of the year. Great. Thanks, Amanda. Comes as little surprise that the floor plan financing landscape is changing as dealers go out of business, dealers acquire other dealers. Riley's September feature covered that market in depth. So Riley, give us top line. What's going on in floor plan financing? Yeah, so as you said, it has been changing um, over the last year we've seen several banks including capital one and fifth third um, pull out of floor plan financing to prioritize more profitable business lines but them pulling out has opened up market opportunity for other lenders uh, first business bank and next gear capital which are both independent uh, dealer floor plan financers they both saw increased opportunity with banks pulling back. They've had more dealers reach out, looking to open up lines of credit as other lenders are tightening up their standards. So that's been a area of growth for them. They've had more people reach out, uh, just looking to get new lines of credit to continue operating their dealerships. Uh, another thing that's impacting floor planning is dealer consolidation. Uh, we've seen dealer uh, consolidation activity pick up starting in 2021 and it's continued to be strong throughout uh, 2023 so far. Uh, Huntington, for one, they they underwrite many dealers that are actually consolidating right now. So their dealer base is growing as their as the dealers that they work with are acquiring more dealers. And same goes for Chase Auto as well. Then I also spoke with GM Financial, and they've made progress on increasing the number of GM dealers that they floor plan for. Their goal has been to increase that, and they've actually got it up to 45% of General Motors deal, General Motor dealers across the United States. 
Great. Thanks, Riley. If you haven't already, be sure to check out his feature, Floor Plan Shuffle, Lenders Bolster Portfolios Amid Market Opportunity. It's a great read. Finally, in Power Sports, BRP reported its quarterly earnings Friday. Johnny has the details. Yeah, so uh, BRP earnings came out. Uh, they saw significant sales growth quarter over quarter, 41%. And really the big thing is what they're seeing, you know, the, the influx of new entrants into the market is continuing for the power sports industry. Uh, but, but on their end, they're seeing kind of this, this higher end customer, for lack of a better term, right? Higher FICO scores, higher income. And that's kind of why they're seeing maybe a little more stability than the rest of the industry is the higher end customer maybe isn't feeling the the impact of the macroeconomic conditions the same way. It also goes into kind of what they've seen from their financing side, which is, you know, 60 to 65% financing versus 35 to 40% cash. We were hearing that even earlier in the summer for from other dealers and it kind of started to shift. BRP is sort of at that point now. So whatever trend they're seeing, they're kind of not getting hit as hard as maybe some of the other people that we've heard of, but they are still dealing with things like higher floor plan for their dealers. Uh, and they're kind of keeping their promotions uh, at an elevated level. 27% is what they reported for uh, the, the period. Great. Thanks, Johnny. That about does it for today's episode. As a reminder, you can purchase your all access pass to the Auto Finance Summit and the Power Sports Finance Summit to attend both events October 29th through the 31st at the Bellagio in Las Vegas for 20% off. You can get your all access pass at www.autofinance.live. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on X or formerly known as Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.